Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Martin and Lynn. Um, Martin, let's start by giving everybody a bit of an intro to yourself, maybe some of your background, maybe some of your story, and then we'll jump into it. Absolutely. So Lynn and I, we have uh, completely different stories, but obviously, you know, we came together as one. Uh, So Lynn, I would like to share your side of the story too, (laughs) if you want. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm Lynn. I'm the other half of the Martin and Lynn uh, situation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, my story is, is pretty, pretty simple. I would say I, um, I grew up with a dad that was a flipper. So I learned a lot from him. Um, mostly on the construction and the renovation side. I wasn't really into the number when I was 13. It wasn't my thing at at first. Um, But then growing growing up, um, I always knew I wanted to do my own thing. I've I've never really liked the whole employee thing. So I always knew I wanted to do something. And real estate was always on my radar. I I saw how well it worked for my dad. And that's something I wanted to do as well. Um, So when I moved to New Brunswick for school, I, I realized the potential that we have in the city. I realized... That I saw the numbers, I saw the cash flow potential. Um, the rents are pretty similar than what we have in Montreal, but the price is a fraction of what you would buy it for in Montreal and Ontario. So it made a lot of sense for me in terms of cash flow. Um, and it's also a growing city that with a lot of economical and social drivers. So that was that, that's kind of what struck the beginning of everything. Um, and then we got into wholesaling, and then we got into buying more properties, short-term, long-term rentals, um, and now we're eventually growing and looking into commercial and industrial. So. That's kind of my story. Did you start like straight into New Brunswick or were you doing some stuff locally first? Uh, I started straight from New Brunswick. Um, I, 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 I knew how it. expensive Montreal <laughs> was, so I knew I, I didn't want to start there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Moncton was more um, affordable and it also made a lot more sense number wise. I always I wanted to make sure we had cash flow and that was important for us. So um, yeah, we started right after in, in Moncton, New Brunswick. So for me, I, uh, my first property ever, it was actually in Montreal, right? So ever since I started working full-time, I was working in marketing before. Um, I leveraged my borrowing power to buy uh, you know, a rundown duplex uh, in Montreal in a place called Villa Mart. Um, and for it to cash flow, I literally had to rent out room per room. And that actually wasn't even enough because I had to convert the two living rooms into additional bedrooms. Because uh, if you've ever been to Montreal or live in Montreal, the rents are quite affordable. That's what Montreal is known for. It's, it's great for you know students uh, to live there or for people to, to, to live there because it's super affordable. On the other side of the spectrum as landlords, um, you know, it, it, that means it's, it's quite difficult for, for your property to cash flow. So um, I was you know, able to do that and learned uh, a lot by renovating it you know, you know, since 2019. Every single summer, um, I was you know, trying to find contractors to help me do the work as cheaply as possible made so many mistakes along the way. Um, so when Lynn moved to Moncton, she was looking for a rental apartment. Um, I was honestly, I was pretty mad when I saw the prices. I was like, what do you mean you can you know, rent a two bedroom in, in Moncton? You were gonna pay 1200? <laughs> that's how much <laughs> I can get from my Montreal property, but I paid like four times that price. Um, so that's when the wheels started turning for us, right? That's why we just went all in on, on New Brunswick. And uh, to be honest, we were already, uh, a little late. We were, you know, we fully got into it um, around October of uh, 2020. Um, and that's when, you know, there were bidding wars going on. Because um, if you're talking to any real estate agents, you know, from years before, 
they will tell you, yeah, like you just list the property on the market and uh, list it for at least six or eight months and hopefully someone will buy. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely different markets now. Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, so you, you kind of touched on Moncton there, but why Moncton? Because there is like, you know, even if you go, hey, I want New Brunswick because they're, they're more uh, landlord friendly, right? So I know a lot of people just will put the pin in New Brunswick, but you know, there's a lot of big cities. Like I, my, my mother's side is from New Brunswick. Um, so I, I know New Brunswick. I've been to like every city there. So like Fredericton, Moncton, St. John's, Bathurst, uh, all, any, all tons of them, like Newcastle, all in the middle. Why, why, why Moncton? So when we were looking, um, we did some research about Moncton and at the time we're looking at, you know, economical, social population, et cetera. And a lot of it made a lot of sense, to be honest. So one, we have multiple universities and, and, and schools here in Moncton. So we have Crandall University, which is the uh, Anglophone University. We have University of Moncton, which is the biggest Francophone university east of Quebec. Uh, that's the second one that we have. We have uh, the community college, the NBCC, multiple um, trade schools and more um, specialized schools as well. So a lot of people around New Brunswick are merging onto Moncton uh, for that reason. So a lot of students are coming there and that means, you know, increasing demand for apartments and then people needs housing, etc. So that's one, one of it. Um, when COVID happened, also a lot of people realized that their money can go a long way if they move to a smaller city or if they moved on the East Coast. Um, and there's that East Coast lifestyle that people kind of uh, look forward to to have. So big house in front of the water, a lot of land for the kids and the dogs to run around and have fun. Yeah. So a lot of people left their shoebox apartment in, in Montreal and, and, and Ontario, especially Toronto, to come to Moncton to have more space and, and um, just more flexibility for their family. Um, so that was the second one. And then we saw also that it was the seventh fastest um, growing city in terms of population at the time. Uh, and there a lot of uh, economical drivers. Martin can touch on that too. Um, yeah, I mean, that, if you look at, you know, what kind of jobs we have, you know, you're looking at industrial workers that will be here. Um, you might say, okay, St. John, there's a lot of industrial workers, but uh, what's Moncton really unique for? It's also, you know, where all the call centers are. So TD, Tangerine, Blue Cross, all of their, uh, these corporates that have their um, call centers agents, you know, place right here, right here in Mountain New Brunswick. They also call it the hub city, right? So if you look at it on the map, if you literally put it on Google Maps, it's central to the rest of Atlanta provinces. So when people come to the Maritimes just for traveling, for pleasure, uh, they treat Moncton almost as a, like a home, home base, right? And that's where, you know, you, you drive two and, a, two and a half hours, you get to Halifax, get to Cape Breton, you, you go to PEI. So it's quite central geographically as well, which makes it, you know, a really interesting city for people to consider moving here to. Yeah. And I haven't done my economic drivers. Sorry. About that. <laughs> I, I haven't done my economic drivers on there, but for me, when I go to Moncton or Fredericton, they're like the most polished cities of New Brunswick. They, they're the, if the nicest to walk around in. I, I, that's what I found. Sorry, I, I cut you off there. <laughs> no, 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 no worries. Absolutely. And the thing with Moncton is, is it's 35 minutes away from the ocean. So you can go to, to beaches, you can go enjoy Parley Beach, you can go to Shidiac and enjoy lobster. Uh, you're very close to Halifax, as Martin said, very close to PI, very close to Fredericton, to Quebec, to Ontario. So you're very central, which makes a lot of companies, especially when companies are uh, very heavy into shipping, very heavy into um, sending out trucks into different locations. They're looking into Moncton as a central spot to be in uh, because they have access at, at an hour 
and a half, two hours away from all these points, especially in the Maritime. So it gives them that flexibility. And it's also cheaper for them to uh, rent warehouses, to buy the land, to um, do all of that in here in Moncton. So that's also been something that's attracting a lot of companies. Um, there was a few headlines about that actually in the news about companies moving from Toronto all the way to Moncton. Um, it seems to make a lot of sense for um, for the companies and the city and, and the province are investing a lot of money into bringing more people into the province. We have workation programs, inviting people to come work from home here in New Brunswick. We have uh, lots of tourism um, as well. And, and, and it's also easier for immigrants to access and to come into New Brunswick than to go to uh, Quebec or Ontario. So it's lots of things are, are put in place to attract people to come, which what is what makes it the seventh fastest growing city in, in, in Canada. Awesome. Um, I don't know if you've had to deal with this side of it, but um, what's it like doing evictions there? <laughs> is it, uh, what, what kind of timeline, what kind of pain, what kind of goodness, what, how does that kind of go? <laughs> I don't know if you've went down that path. When I started investing in the U.S., I did it by myself and had to go through the growing pains of doing that. GlennSutherland.com slash coaching. A 12-week coaching program done one hour per week over Zoom from the comfort of your own home. Classes are kept to five people to be able to answer everyone's questions. Shortcut the process. Make fewer mistakes. Curriculum available at GlennSutherland.com slash coaching. Yeah. So, so we, uh... unfortunately, it's it's part of everybody's yeah. real estate journey. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, it's it's definitely the rules here are very definitely more landlord friendly yeah. than they would be in Ontario and Quebec. Um, the timeline is around a month and a half, two months, depending That's on fine, the situation. Right? So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we... so um yeah you have you, there's a systems in place especially if they're not paying your rent um to to, to do with evictions yeah we we always try to work with uh, the tenants as much as possible right um so it's almost Absolutely. like a, a a unit improvement program right so they will we always try to uh, renovate the property uh, working with them while they're still living there because it's still their home yeah. And a lot of the properties that we purchase, um, again, so we're, we're mostly dealing with off-market properties, right? So the seller, the property owner, the previous property owner is usually in the distress situation. So we've dealt with, uh, you know, properties where the tenants are like, yeah, the landlord, the previous landlord never did anything to the property. You know, we'll try to call him for repairs and they just wouldn't do it. I still want to live here. Um, I'm so happy, you know, you guys are able to, uh, to, to, to come help. And uh, we we're just talking about this earlier today, Lynn. Um, if you want to share, you know, yeah. that story from Saint John, <laughs> I think that was Absolutely. a really, really interesting case um, study. Yeah. So we, what we did at the beginning is we, we did not want to evict anybody. We tried to work with the current tenants as much as possible, and we would let them know, hey, we're going to be doing extensive renovations to your unit, a lot of renovations to the building in general. So it's going to be an improved living space for you. Um, but it does come with a rent increase if you're comfortable with it. If you're able to afford it, we'd love to keep you as a tenant. So that's kind of how we started the conversation with them. We'll conduct the renovations while they're in the units. So we've, we've done that with one of our units in New Brunswick, uh, in um, St. John, sorry. It was a threeplex. Uh, one of those units, it was a young couple living in a three-bedroom, two-bath. So we started with renovating one of their bathroom. And then once that one was finished, we did the next one to make sure they're still comfortable in it. Yeah. Uh, we did change the floorings. We painted the entire unit. We redid the entire kitchen. So we did a full reno um, and offered them a way better unit. At yeah. first, they were like, my rent is 700. You want to bring it to 1,200? Are you out of your mind? This unit is not worth it. Uh, this is crazy. I'm going to fight this. 
like fine let us do the reno you'll see what we're talking about and then if it's not worth it then you know we're not going to keep you you can do whatever you want and decide from there we did the renovations and then he sent us a long email um and it started like hi there i know we started on the wrong foot uh, i hope you know that i'm not you know i'm not a a negative person i'm not looking for trouble either but i just wanted to let you know i really love the renovations you've done you have amazing taste this is so great the previous landlords just didn't do anything i'm so glad you guys are improving this unit i think it's well worth that 1200 that i'm paying and i'm very happy thank you so much um oh, and it just feels so good <laughs> it so just good. feels so good to be able to do that and 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 we've tried to do that with as many tents as possible it worked in some cases didn't work in others uh, but it just feels so good when, you know, they realize that we're trying to add value um, to them as well. It does come at our price. And, and that's really just because it costs us a lot to do those renovations. But it, it worked out at the end. And, and he's very happy. We're very happy. And, and yeah, that's it's perfect. working out. Win-win. <laughs> Love it. Um, exactly. You just mentioned win -win a big everybody. rent raise. Like, is there a, a cap on rent raises in New Brunswick? Yeah, so they recently introduced that. Um, so because of uh, the climate before, right? Unfortunately, a lot of property owners were taking advantage of it. Um, they would essentially acquire a building without doing any renovations, so double the rent because they had the right to do so. Um, it was truly the wild, wild west, right? And uh, obviously that wasn't sustainable. That wasn't, you know, something was about to happen. So uh, Service in Brownsburg recently introduced, uh, you know, the new regulations, uh, renting the, uh, capping the rent increase at 3.8% year over year, um, at least for the remainder of uh, 2022. That's what they're planning to do. Uh, there's no news in regard to what they're planning to do in 2023 yet. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's one way the, the government is trying to protect the tenant's interests as well. Uh, now, however, you can still do uh, renovations, right, as they call it. Um, there are definitely properties where, you know, that are really not in livable conditions. And that's where renovation will come into effect. Uh, you essentially serve the notice, yeah. letting them know that you need to do renovation. That was one of our worries, too, because the properties we purchase are in a very bad shape usually. It usually needs brand new electricals, a lot of plumbing and, and redoing kind of everything. So our worry was that if we do buy a property like that, we don't want to keep it in that state. We do want to renovate it. Um, and as much as you want to work with the tenants, if it doesn't work out, we, we still want to have the option to do the renovation. So renovation is, is is one of it. We try not to do it. We try to you know work with them as much as possible, but when it comes to it, we, we end up having to do that. And I think we touched on it earlier too, the eviction timeline is usually about a month and a half to two months. Yeah. Um, and then the sheriff can help get involved if, if that isn't done. Interesting. I like it. And it's, uh, you know, compared to Ontario, it's a much better rent raise amount. Yes. Um, not to pro probe like too deep into this, but you raised it higher than 3.8. Did you switch them from one unit to the other in order to, to make that work or how there's got to be a, a trick to this? So that was before. Oh, it was before. That okay. was before right. the rent cap. The rent cap was introduced very recently. It was in, in March, I believe. Uh, it is. It was in March, but it was retroactive to January 1st. Okay. So luckily, we did most of our rent increases before that. Right. Uh, when it comes to the new ones, um, you know, we'll, we'll have to increase it to 3.8. If we have to do renovations, it's usually a renovation. But we do have also a, a four unit, for example, right now that we're renovating every unit. And we had one empty at possession. So we renovated that one. We proposed the tenants to move into that one if they wanted to. Yeah. And that was a new rent, new lease. New, um, yeah, and new, then, you know, we'll do that with the I others and way, try to move it around. It. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, 
pivoting slightly from New Brunswick, um, what about your business and kind of how it's working? Um, just because I I've had brief discussions with you guys, I, I know that you're you're not buying on market deals. Um, maybe a little bit about how you actually acquire these properties, find these properties. Um, yeah, what what you even have as offers for other people. That's right. Um, yeah, no, thanks for asking that. So uh, when we first started, right, we only knew to work with a real estate agent um, at a time. And thankfully, it was a pretty hot market. So that's, that's what pushed us to, <laughs> to think creatively and also to, to think, hey, there must be a better way. So we got, you know, the education that we, we needed, you know, we write books. Uh, we also watch a bunch of YouTube videos <laughs> on finding these, uh, you know, deals, right, and creating win-win situations. So since then, what we created, uh, you know, in our local communities is essentially a pawn shop for real estate. <laughs> so um, it's quite a new concept here, um, just wholesaling in general, right? Like people don't really know what that is. Um, so that served us, you know, uh, both advantages and disadvantages with it. Uh, but what we were doing, we essentially created a marketing machine. Uh, we um, right now, at any given time, we have around seven different channels of marketing, right? Uh, so we have offline, online, traditional media, um, and also auto home advertising as well. So we're looking at, you know, billboards. We have billboards of different sizes. We have TV commercial. Uh, we obviously do direct mail. We also do um, essentially neighborhood mail as well. Um, and we also do pay-per-click, um, you know, the carrier website, all of that, targeting different keywords, uh, we have signs at dog parks, we have signs at community parks, um, all of that, right? And the messaging is always, we buy, you know, houses as is, uh, no matter where your condition is, no matter what your situation is. Um, and uh, we're looking to improve, you know, New Brunswick communities one's house at a time. So that's always been our, our core message, our core value. Um, so our business is really surrounding around finding deals. So when we first started, we just started kind of wholesaling everything because um, we, we're like, okay, we needed some fast cash, right? Um, and then we realized, why are we just giving these deals away? Um, and one of you know the, the, the partners that was in my night work, uh, he was making a killing from investing in Windsor, Ontario a couple of years back. He was like, hey, Martin and Lynn, um, I, I love all these deals that you guys are bringing us, but I'm not going to you know, pay you a wholesale fee for any of it. I want in. <laughs> I want to buy these with you. Um, so that's kind of opened up our doors to you know, JV partnerships. Uh, so with this particular partner, we, we acquired quite a few properties with them. Um, but, you know, I, we've also reached out to my, our own personal connections, right? So Lynn's connections, my own personal connections. Um, most of my friends are, they're in their late twenties. They're working, you know, mid manager positions in Montreal, in Toronto. Uh, they're having a hard time qualifying for, for residential real estate, um, but they still want to get into the game. They see what we're doing um, and they're, became money partners for, you know, our deals, which works out really well for them because every single deal that we've done so far, it's a full burr, right? So they're able to get their initial investment back. Uh, we're able to split the profit, split the equity, split the cash flow. Um, and uh, they have no money tied into the deal. So um, it's that, that's kind of been our journey so far. Right now, um, it's all about finding a balance between what to wholesale, you know, what, what kind of properties we want to keep, what kind of properties we want to burr, what kind of properties we want to flip ourselves. Uh, we've also grown our wholesaling company to more than just us too, right? Like we've um, hired acquisition manager, disposition managers, um, and our goal for them is really, you know, have them be entrepreneurs within our organization as well, right? So they're taking full ownership. We're trying to make sure everyone is able to hit, you know, seven-figure revenue uh, for each one of them. Um, yep. So 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 that's, you know, the 
wholesaling part of her business and what we've done with uh, the leads that we've gathered. So as, as a machine, I feel it works this way. We have a marketing person that's sending out a marketing that's really putting the brand out there and getting pe people's attention. And yeah. we have the acquisition rep that's taking the calls, talking to the people, getting properties under contract. We have the disposition uh, person that's basically doing the wholesaling part. So talking to investors and assigning properties. And then we have basically either the signing that's purchasing the property. We have lawyers in place, obviously, and people helping us on that end. Um, but we also, if we buy it ourselves, we have companies that will buy the property. Now, after that's, that part is done, we also have a construction company that we can use to do our own flips, our own burrs. But we also use sometimes to uh, flip and burr our assignees' properties. Um, and then we have also realtor contacts to sell it if somebody wants to sell their flip. That's a full circle at the end. Yep. Uh, we kind of try to take on part of, of most of it. And we also have property managers, obviously, working with us that we can refer if needed. So we kind of take on the entire spectrum of the investment part um, and try to help our signees as much as possible on that end. I love it. Um, to go back to what Martin said a couple minutes ago, um, you said uh, just in passing that um, you had people that were having trouble personally qualifying for these loans. Um, but... Um, to elaborate on that, what, what, what do you mean? Like, so you solve the problem by someone else personally qualifying or you went into commercial loans? Right. Yeah. So that's, it's another great question. Um, so what I meant was, uh, first of all, we are the ones having trouble qualifying for okay. these loans, first of all, uh, most yeah. of the time, right. Cause like, you know, we, we create our full-time jobs. Um, so yeah. we, we need a money partner. Uh, but sometimes, you know, when, uh, for example, one of my friends, you know, he, he wants to get into real estate, he doesn't have enough money for down payment. Um, definitely not in Montreal or Toronto. And he was having a hard time even in New Brunswick from the deals I'm presenting to him. Yeah. So we essentially, um, he had another friend that was interested. So all, I guess all four of us, right? Um, all came together, me, Lynn, and the two friends. Yep. Um, and they were, you know, fronting the, the down payment and the renovation. We had a pretty small renovation budget. But, you know, the most important part uh, for us was getting that deal at the right price, right? So um, it's all about how much budget you have, what are you planning to do with it? You know, are you looking to just invest passively or do you want to, you know, take on the risk of owning this property with us as well, right? So um, if they're saying, hey, I just want, you know, a fixed return on my money, I don't really want to deal with this. Uh, it's usually a private lender route. Um, but if they actually want to enjoy the benefit of doing a burr, uh, we usually have them on as a partner. Their names are on the title as well, along with ours. Um, and we make sure that, you know, um, we're obviously extremely careful with the kind of properties we, we purchase, right? Yep. Uh, we make sure we're getting it at the right price with the right amount of discount so that there's enough room, enough playroom for us to, to, to essentially mess up, but still be able to get them their entire money back, right? Because they're relying on this. They understand the burr model after we explain it to them. So they almost always expect a full burr. <laughs> so we're like, okay, we're going to try our best to make it happen, right? So, um, but so yeah. far, thankfully- So far we've been lucky enough. Yeah, everything has been the, a full the market, burr. The market has been great. <laughs> Uh, the, you know, the renovations were, were really sticking to the budget, right? Um, unless there's something that goes wrong. I think there's, um, I think two or three properties like where we opened up the walls and we're like, whoa, what is this? We have to fix this. <laughs> so yeah. uh, definitely, Everyone you know, sees those. <laughs> it happens, yeah. right? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So it's like basically happens. just your regular active passive uh, partnership where they would qualify bringing the money and we'll do all the active work on our own. So that, that's the plan here. I love it. I love it. 
Um, and for people listening, they're going, Glenn, did you just do a podcast on New Brunswick? <laughs> and <laughs> yes, because um, like, you know what? People like, they, you know, the name of the show, they might think I'm like against investing in Canada. No, that's, that's I used to do all Ontario, but um, Ontario got difficult, just like you mentioned, Montreal got difficult. And it, it's about making it work and setting up systems wherever. Like that's why we did episodes yeah. on Costa Rica and you know Belize and all over the place. You can do this stuff anywhere, and I'm not against investing in Canada. And who knows what my future holds? Um, but it, it it's really about um, being professional, which you guys obviously are, right? And and building a system and a team. And it's yeah, I love it. I, I love I love this. And uh, you know. I haven't been out to New Brunswick in a couple of years, but I, I love going out to New Brunswick. With COVID, I haven't really been anywhere except for Cape Coral a couple of times. Uh, we'll work but, on that. We'll work on getting you back here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, before I let you guys go, um, you guys want to provide some contact information or anything about your company if people wanted to track you down? Yeah. So we have, we really believe in sending information out there and sharing as much knowledge as possible with people. Uh, so we do have a YouTube channel. It's called Mainly Property Solutions. So you can find that on YouTube. Um, if you want to sign up to our buyers list, we have a website, uh, New Brunswick Property Deals. We also have um, Mainly Property Solutions. That's that's out there as well. Uh, if you want to find us on Instagram, my handle is Lynn Sairi, S-A-I-G-H-I, and Martin's handle is It's Martin May. Um, and for those who want to go the extra step into learning more into New Brunswick, we have a mastermind set up for um, August 19. So if you're looking into just attending a mastermind, meeting a power team and, and meeting other people who are looking into the market or buying into the market, um, it's New Brunswick Mastermind, Real Estate Investing Mastermind. Uh, you can find the website online or on our social media as well. That's right. Yeah, no, Glenn, and just want to say thank you for uh, for having this platform, right? Like Lynn knows uh, how much time I spend just listening to your podcast. I think <laughs> you have really interesting guests on, right? Like talking about investing in the States, investing, you know, essentially just investing creatively and making the numbers work, right? It's like you can't find a deal, you have to create a deal, right? So I absolutely appreciate, you know, what you're doing and the, the platform that you created here. I'm getting a lot of value from it. So it's definitely been fun for, for us to be on this for sure. Thank you so much. I, I do appreciate that. I, I, you know, it is a lot of work too. <laughs> so I you know it's one of those things. I love the, the, when I hear that, it makes me feel good. Right. It makes me keep going. Right. But thank you. I, I do appreciate that. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show guys. I, I really appreciate your time. Of thank course. You, thank Glenn. you so much for having us. <laughs>